Monday Night Football Week, baby! Oh my God, I can't wait. The biggest thing for me, I think, they, they don't care about how you get here. You can be undrafted or first-round draft pick. They treat you the same. And if you make plays, you're going you're gonna to be on the field. But I do want to talk a little, Chiefs. I think the key for this is it's got to be a Matthew Judon game. Welcome into the lounge. It's dun 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 Monday night football week, baby! Oh my god, I can't wait. You got that down pretty well. You know, a few years ago we had Harbaugh do the dun 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 dun, but you added some extra pizzazz. I think you added a few extra notes in there. Well, the dun 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 dun. Yeah, exactly. You got to get it right. Yeah, that one gets left off. You know, everyone knows the dun 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 dun, but the dun 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 dun. <laughs> That's... I can't sing at all. That's about the extent of my musicality, right there. Oh, musicality! Look at that. Got the vocab working. I'm on fire, baby. I'm bringing it this week. I don't. I don't know if that's a real word or not, but oh, it is. It is. It is. All right, musicality. Musicality. <laughs> anyway, we are super psyched for the Chiefs to come to M&T Bank Stadium. It's about time. It's about time. We've gone there the past two times. They were supposed to be coming here last year for the AFC Championship, but mm. sad to say we did not hold up our end of the bargain mm-hmm. on that one. But we got him this time. Now, I am very bummed that there won't be fans in the stands. Very bummed about that. It would have been rocking. Yeah. Yeah, this is the most – when you look at the schedule and even when it first came out, you knew there's a possibility that this could be the case. Um, but when you see – the Chiefs on Monday Night Football, this is the one that you circle, that you star, that you tell everybody, that I'm going to this game, set aside the entire weekend, we're devoting plans to this game. <laughs> and it's a bummer that fans won't get to be there. Also, just from a competitive standpoint, like going to Arrowhead the last two years is obviously a challenging place to play. You lose that at home by not having such a great home field advantage with fans there. So that's totally. a bummer. But from a football standpoint, like when it, when the game kicks off, it's going to feel like football and it's always going to be right with the world. Absolutely. Absolutely. So uh, before we get to that, we've got a great interview here, mm-hmm. a, a great guest with linebacker LJ Fort, AKA Walter Payton with the way he's running the ball back for touchdowns. <laughs> uh, this guy I mean, a little-known player going into last year. Ravens signed him early last season, midway through the year. Was a really solid player, really good linebacker and special teams player. Now, dude, scoring touchdowns. Yeah. So we're we're excited to talk to LJ. Yeah, let's go. We're gonna jump into that interview. We're gonna take a quick break before we do so. But when we come back, we'll be joined by LJ Ford. Ravens fans, if you've been reading the scouting reports, you know that Ram Trucks are Motor Trend's back-to-back truck of the year. The Ram 1500 is a top pick with an available Hemi V8 engine, e-torque hybrid technology, and a 12-inch touchscreen. Plus, it offers a truckload of available features. It's the same with the hardworking Ram 3500 Heavy Duty. For generous cash allowances and great lease offers, go to Ram.com and take advantage of all the great deals happening right now on a wide selection of Ram trucks. Well, we are thrilled to be joined by Ravens linebacker LJ Fort. And LJ, you're fresh off a touchdown. So you got to be feeling pretty good this week. I mean, it's not often that defensive guys get touchdowns. So are you talking a little smack in the locker room this week? No. I mean, it was a great play by Arlo to first off. But then um, 
it was just awesome to be able to get into the end zone. Whenever you get an opportunity like that, you got to uh, capitalize on it and try to score. So um, that's something Wink and all the coaches preach around here is getting into the end zone. So it was it was cool to be able to do that. So I kind of felt bad for you. All right. So it's not often – this is your second career touchdown, right? Yes, sir. So – I felt bad for you because you really didn't get to like fully enjoy the moment because they initially didn't rule it a touchdown. Right. Like they initially said you were out of bounds and then they do the review and then even watching on TV, you just come back from break and all of a sudden it's, it's ruled a touchdown. Like you didn't get, you didn't get your moment in the sun, in the sun. There was no celebration. That's gotta be a little disappointing. You salty about that? No, I mean, (laughs) I I knew I scored. One thing I was worried about, I was praying I didn't fumble the ball somehow or something like that, but once that happened, I, I knew it was a touchdown when it was under review and stuff. But um, celebration was still fun. All my teammates run to me. That's always a good feeling. Did you have a touchdown dance ready to go in that moment? Uh, no, but definitely got to <laughs> choreograph one. <laughs> oh, you, you are going to choreograph one? Absolutely. Now, Okay, so now you got one, now you got one touchdown. Now yeah, you're hungry I'm, for I'm more. I'm prepared for it, yeah. <laughs> were you really turned in – were you like a running back in high school? I mean, you turned in – once you got the ball in hand, you kind of looked like a natural with it. Yeah, they gave me a couple carries in, in college too, so um, try to show off what I can do. I talked to Giro, try to get an offensive play in for me, so I'm still working <laughs> on that. <laughs> yeah, that's hey, – eight. look, I mean, Pat Ricard started as a defensive guy. Right, yeah, I can go both, both ways from what I can do. Right. So, uh, you know, just for you, uh, I'm curious to, to kind of look back at what you've been able to do these last two years uh, with the Ravens. You get signed uh, in the middle of last season, um, and then you step in and obviously you're playing a really key role both last year and, and this season. How have you – what has allowed you to basically adjust and adapt and fit in with this team uh, so quickly over the course of the last two years? I think the biggest thing is just the authenticity of the uh, Baltimore Ravens, just the whole culture of everything here. Everybody's so real and upfront about everything. You don't have to wonder what your role is or what your status is on the team. And um, the biggest thing for me, I think, they, they don't care about how you get here. You can be undrafted or first-round draft pick. They treat you the same. And if you make plays, you're going to uh, gonna be on the field. So um, that's one of my favorite things about being here. And I'm just trying to continue to, to do the best I can. Mm-hmm. So take me back to last year when you get signed here. You know, I'll be honest, I, I didn't know exactly what kind of role you were going to play when you get signed. Like, What were your expectations coming here? I mean, just to get on the field as, as much as I can and winning first and foremost. Um, Peanut getting injured last year really gave me an opportunity to show what I can do. And um, I think from there, I, I kind of earned a role the rest of the year. And then we went 12-0, and so that was an amazing experience. And Things are always better when you're when you're winning. So that was a fun year. Did you like in your mind? I, I know play, like every player's confident. Like every player's got confidence and and feels like you're gonna make plays and you're gonna shine when your opportunity comes. But did you feel like uh, coming here that you were going to be able to make as big of an impact as quickly as you did? Like was that in your thought process or were you kind of like? All right, I just got to get here. I got to I got to basically earn my spot in terms of making the team and prove that I can hang hang around here. Like what was your thought when you initially signed here? Yeah, it was just to uh put my best performance forward and when when I got that opportunity, uh, I felt like I, I took advantage of it and um I mean, it all comes down to being prepared. If you're prepared, it comes down to your talent and I think our coaches do an amazing job of making sure we're the most prepared teams on Sunday. Mhm. So then 
when you you know you're playing well last year and you get a contract extension through this season, and then you know the Ravens draft two young linebackers and Patrick Queen and Emily Harrison, obviously guys who they've got a lot of high hopes for and expectations. Um, so, what was your thought then? And, and you've come out there and you've played. You know, obviously we just talked about the uh, the, the touchdown that you had. You're kind of proving like, hey, don't forget about me here in the middle of this defense. Like I'm still a baller in this defense too. Right, yeah. People ask me about that, but I was like, if I was a GM, I would do the same thing. I mean, <laughs> we got really thin when we uh, lost Josh and, and Peanut. So, um, yeah, they they said all camp that they, they knew what I could provide for them and um, that my role would be based on how we perform, which, like I said, is one of the best things I love about here. It doesn't matter where you're, where you're drafted, is how you perform. LJ, just take me through kind of what it's been like mentoring those young guys. What's that role like for you? I mean, it's awesome whenever you get to help out some talented, um, talented kids. It makes you feel better about yourself. Like you're, what you're, what you're doing is actually working. But you know, those guys have been great as soon as they got here. They've been receptive and asking questions and uh, just trying to learn technique and stuff. And they've caught on really fast for for being rookies and not having OTAs and and such. Is it fun to kind of introduce yourself? to the world a little bit i don't know if you saw i think you did because you responded on social media the good morning football clip you know <laughs> kyle brant said i don't even know who lj ford is <laughs> yeah yeah they did a good job with that yeah it's, it's <laughs> finally being some some recognition but as it comes with making plays hopefully i can make a few more mm-hmm. it, i mean you're a guy that's that's kind of going back in your history here i mean obviously bounced around quite a bit you know i mean undrafted in 2012 had stops with the Browns, Broncos, Seahawks, Bengals, Patriots, Steelers, Eagles, and now Ravens. I mean, how many how many teams is that? You got like a quarter of the league here. Yeah, I, I say <laughs> seven or eight or something like that. And I've, I feel like I've tried out for all the rest of them. So, <laughs> <laughs> what's that process been like? And and how hard is it not to just say, "Oh my gosh, like this is just too much." Like, when when am I ever going to get my chance? Am I ever going to get my chance? What's that like? Yeah, it's definitely definitely grueling and not the situation you want to be in. But um, you just keep going, and then once you get your opportunity, just be ready to take advantage of it, I would say. so. Mm-hmm. Did you ever think that you wouldn't – like, did you think that when you were going through that process, like, you know what, maybe maybe it won't work for me that I have a long career in the NFL. Like, maybe this is going to be the end of the road. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I've been on practice squad, and my second year I was out of football totally except for tryouts, and you never know if somebody's going to give you – a real opportunity to go out there and, and show what you can do. And even if you like, sometimes I was forced into opportunity and um, your play doesn't necessarily affect anything, but here, if, if you make plays, you're going to, you're going to complain. So, um, glad I got here where everything's real and authentic. So what did you do when you were out of football? Um, tryouts, try like every other week, every week. So that was, that was nuts. That was a crazy process going to the airport every weekend. Mm-hmm. How literally, do you remember how many you had? I mean, or if you were going to ballpark it, how many tryouts did you have during that time? Probably every other week, so probably seven or eight. Wow, wow, that's incredible! And and you've played for every AFC North team now. You've yeah. seen it from all angles. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So which which AFC North team is the best? <laughs> yeah, I have to go with the Ravens. <laughs> <laughs> what was it like though? I mean, you had a long stint with the Steelers. I mean, twenty fifteen to twenty eighteen, you. You, I remember you playing against Ravens. I was like, who's that pesky little linebacker in there? He's kind of annoying. Like, 
<laughs> what was it like facing the Ravens as a Steeler? Yeah, I know there are bitter, bitter rivalry, but um, to be honest, there's a ton of similarities between the organizations. Both both great organizations that, that really have the kind of the same makeup, same character, same um, uh, yeah attributes. Like you're going to be aggressive, you're going to blitz, and um, you're going to work hard. So a lot of a lot of similarities there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think that's part of the reason the rivalry is so big is because there's so many similarities between the two teams. So tell me this: is this year's Ravens defense better than last year's? Yeah, that's a hard question, but um, you got to look at the the pieces we added. And so I would have to say, yeah, like our our front is insane this year, and it's been a, a blast playing behind them for the first two weeks. Mm-hmm. It, what does it do when you have Calais Campbell and Derek Wolf in front of you as a linebacker? It's crazy because their mental game is, is so sharp, too. And then um, when you have those guys in front of you, you don't have to worry about um, linemen climbing up to you or, or them getting knocked back and being in your way. or like that. It really cleans everything up for you, and you can just um, do your job, and it, you can do your job better. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, LJ, I'm wondering, I mean, for the first through the first two weeks, I don't know if you've seen this, you're the highest-rated linebacker in the NFL, according to Pro Football Focus. I mean – that's nothing to sneeze at. That's not bad. Well, that's not bad. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, cool, but it's, it's, it's a long way to go, long season. So hopefully hopefully we can keep going. Well, yeah. You sound like a guy who doesn't expect to finish on the top here, LJ. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll see how the season goes. I mean, I'm trying, trying my best to prepare as hard as I can every week. So. I mean, if you keep returning fumbles for touchdowns, I think you'll be on top. <laughs> yeah, we got some some playmakers on defense, so. As long as Marlo keeps punching balls out for me and stuff, I'll be good. <laughs> uh, how big? How big does this looming? I mean, uh, uh, one way to get a lot of attention is on Monday Night Football. How big does this game feel like in the locker room right now? I'm incredible. I mean, I'm I'm pretty sure our whole team had us like circled on our our schedule from the whole season. Monday night, it's going to be disappointing without fans there. But um, like our coach Mike linebacker coach said like this is what we dream about this is what every kid in, in the world dreams about growing up being able to play on, on monday night so um the juice is gonna be there for sure mm-hmm. now you weren't on the team last year yet right when when the ravens played the chiefs in week three last year i wasn't right so but do you still get a sense like that there's some there's some bitterness after the last two years how that's gone for these two teams yeah we're definitely one of the the best teams in the league, even being a Pittsburgh playing Chiefs. I mean, um, they're, they're always at the top and you're, you're always going to have to face them um, eventually when it comes down to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. But do you, do you feel like, I mean, the Ravens have been so close the last two years that it's like, I don't revenge games too strong, I think, but like that there's a sense of like, all right, got to get this. This is, this is a Ravens time to get the better end of these guys. And this is a chance on Monday night football to do it uh, in a year where obviously there's, you know, big expectations for both teams. For sure. I mean, to, to be the best, you got to beat the best and you want them at their best when you, when you beat them. So I think this is a great opportunity for that. Mm-hmm. Hey, hey LJ, how good is Patrick Queen going to be when all is said and done? He's, he's going to be as good as he wants to be. I feel like he has, he has all the tools he needs and, it's it come down to how, how does he want and what what kind of stands out about him to you i mean his his playmaking i think first off like he's he's trying to make plays out there like he, he saw a strip he's he's trying to strip the ball he had, he had some opportunities for some interceptions that got batted down um he's looking to make plays and then just his his athletic ability is going to shine 
Very cool. I, I got another one for you, LJ. This is a little, um, little off the beat question. Um, you know, I, I noticed. I know you have kind of a military background in your family, right? And I noticed a lot of guys obviously were making their own individual choices about whether they were going to kneel uh, for the anthem, especially that first game. Uh, can you go into your decision uh, that why you wanted to stand? Yeah, I mean, for me, as that's before all the social injustice movement started. Like that was my time for me personally, where I reflect and I think in my head and, and I, I give thanks and gratitude for um, everybody who's sacrificed to be able to give us the freedom to do whatever we want. So um, I was going to continue to do that. And I definitely glad and, and proud of the fact that we're social injustice is actually getting noticed and all the movements are, are taking place. So that's also um, a good thing. And you're biracial, right, LJ? Yes, sir. And can you talk about how that shaped your life and, and kind of some of the things that you saw over your life? Yeah, it's been it's been kind of cool. I mean, growing up with military background, it's you don't see a whole lot of racism because it's um, mixed as it gets. I mean, I I grew up my my uh, uh, mom's side was from uh, rural Illinois. Grew up uh, <laughs> Bell and Hay and. <laughs> on the farm field and stuff and then my dad's from inner city chicago so it's definitely the both both ends of the spectrum but um yeah it's, it's been cool to to grow up in with both point points of view so yeah very mm -hmm. cool well thank you so much lj really appreciate it man and uh really happy to see the success you've had so far this season i i think hey top t top five top 10 linebacker in the nfl let's we're gonna finish there all right <laughs> i'm gonna strive for it Hey man, like once you it. get the keep, keep returning those those fumble recoveries, man. Once you get the ball in your hands, you look like a natural running back. So and and look, we're gonna put in a good word with Giro to get you some plays on offense. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, LJ. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Yep. With every new season, there's new challenges to overcome, and Ram trucks are built to crush every single one of them. They're powerful, dependable. They're the back-to-back -back Motor Trend Truck of the Year. But beneath that hardened exterior. The Ram 1500 offers a standard of comfort with rear legroom designed for a comfortable lead. And the available rear auto-leveling air suspension found in the Ram 3500 is beyond smooth. So for big cash allowances and exceptional lease offers, go to Ram.com today. All right, big thanks to LJ. He was great. It was really fun to get to know him a little bit more. But what's up with you making me carry the interview for the first five minutes? What are you doing? That was the mid-afternoon pumpkin beer, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> just lounging. Hey, you got it, right? You got it. Yeah, I'm over there about 10 questions in, wondering if you're asleep at the wheel. What's going on? <laughs> well, asleep would be one word for it. <laughs> yeah. no. I, I knew you had it. I knew you, you had it. You, you had it. You had your faith you had faith in me of that course. I would be okay. I'm glad you, you you chimed in there. Once we got once we got <laughs> going, once as I was like really finding my rhythm, that's when you started to pipe up and then it got me out of rhythm. But <laughs> you're I, a journalist with a capital J. I'll give it to yeah. you this time. A journo with a capital J. <laughs> I appreciate appreciate you making a late game appearance there. <laughs> Stepping in late in the game. Well, it was a uh, nod to LJ Fort for being signed midseason last year. That was yeah, my <laughs> You were the LJ Fort of the interview. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, anyway, we got some good emails uh, this past week. As always, you can reach, reach us at the lounge at ravens.nfl.net. One comes from Christopher Wells. He said, what a start to the season. While I'm bummed not to be in the stands this season, it is good having football back. 2-0, baby, after two big <laughs> wins. Wanted to hear your thoughts on who the biggest playmakers have been through the first two weeks. 
for me, it's LJ Fort. There you go, Chris. Mm-hmm. He's well, Chris, like asking you receive, man. That's right. He's going to like this pod. Uh, so he said, uh, he's made sure that Wink doesn't forget about him and has done nothing but make plays in the first two weeks. Forced fumble in week one, touchdown in week two. He's constantly tracking the ball, and I think he's a perfect veteran leader to help Queen and Harrison start off right. He said, I also want to say that I think the defensive coaches deserve a shout-out because of because what they coach shows up on the field. I remember watching training camp live last month and seeing the defense working on drills to punch out the ball. That was a coaching point, and it showed up in weeks one and two. I love our coaches. So pumped for Monday Night Football. Let's go, Ravens. So thanks for the email, Chris. Really appreciate it. I mean, yeah, Chris, uh, I think LJ Fort has been one of the biggest defensive playmakers. I'm going to point out my guy, Juzman, <laughs> Marcus <laughs> Peters, J-U-I, no, J-U-Ice. J-U-Ice. how Ingram says it. That's yep. right. He's got the J-U-Ice. Uh, I mean, that Marcus Peters interception, you ain't, you're not going to see any better than that. That's yeah. as good as it gets. Yep. Uh, I, I thought Harbaugh summed that up pretty well in his comments after the game. He's like, that's a Marcus Peters-esque interception, and he's one of the only guys in the league that can make that play. Yeah. Yeah, that was. I just started shouting from my couch. Just everybody in the house is like, "What? What? 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 You gotta come see this one. You gotta come. See, if you weren't watching, you gotta come see this one." Uh, so yeah, pretty, I would say Marcus Peters, and I got a hunch, Garrett. He's gonna get Patty Mahomes. It's mm. gonna get him. Well, it's a big difference. You know, we talked with LJ a little bit about the the games over the last two years. LJ wasn't there for those games. Juice Man wasn't there for those games either. That's right. And having him on this defense. Sometimes, I mean, when you play Patrick Mahomes, you need something to go your way. Like, you need a break. And Marcus Peters can provide that uh, when you least expect it. Like, no one saw that pick coming. Deshaun Watson certainly did. And I think he was the most shocked guy in the stadium when Marcus came out of nowhere yep. to snag that football. Yep. If he can put, come up with a play like that, uh, that could be the difference in the game. Totally. And, and also got to give a shout-out for biggest playmaker. When we're talking about biggest playmakers, Marlon Humphrey. Got yeah. the interception off Baker on the Browns' first drive, which I think just totally set the tone for that whole game. Yep. Uh, and then, obviously, with the punch out, that set the tone for that game, too. You know, I mean, yeah. that really turned the tide in that game. So, Marlon Humphrey just, I mean, he was a playmaker last year, two return touchdowns. Uh, but he's just picked up right where he left off, if not better. And now he's going to be probably more in the slot. So, that's going to add to his plate. So, uh I mean, he's a critical, critical player in this defense, obviously. Yeah, I think that Chris's email is a good one because, and I'm not just saying this because we just had LJ on, but, you know, we talked with him a little bit about this. Like, when the Ravens drafted Malik Harrison and Patrick Queen, it was kind of like, okay, these are at least the future, if not the present, answer in the middle of the defense. And LJ was a bit of a forgotten man, I think, externally, but he just quietly went to work and continued to show the coaches that, hey, I can still play. I can be an important piece in the middle of this defense, regardless of what the role is. Uh, you know, We knew that Queen would step into the starting role, but regardless of what the role is for Harrison, that Fort was going to be an important piece of this defense. And like he has just made the most of his opportunity. Like, And I think that's kind of his point when he talked about here with the Ravens, if you play and you make plays and you seize your opportunity, you'll continue to get more. Mm -hmm. And that's what he's done since he arrived here. And I, I think that like he deserves a lot of credit for continuing to play at this level, uh, knowing that he's got the young buck 
nipping at his heels right behind him. And, and that says a lot about LJ. So I'm with you in terms of Marcus and Marlon on, on playmakers. I mean, and then also Calais. Calais is a playmaker in his set, in his own right. He got three passes defensed in week one, mm-hmm. got a sack in week two. So Calais has been every bit as good as advertised. And he's another guy that I'm glad that he's on the, the team this time around when you're going to face Mahomes. Definitely, definitely. I, I think, uh, we, I guess we Whatever. We'll get to another question here in a minute. But I do want to talk a little, Chiefs. I think the key for this is it's got to be a Matthew Judon game. This, Ooh, okay. Judon, Judon's going to have to get on the scoreboard with the sacks this game because I think if you look at what the Chargers were able to do to the Chiefs and, and frustrate them for four quarters, unfortunately they let up in overtime, but it was that pass rush up front, and they weren't sending a ton of blitzes. They weren't blitzing a lot, and I know – that's very against what Wink usually does. Mm-hmm. But they were winning up front with Joey Bosa. No, Nick Bosa. Right. No, right. Joey Bosa. Which Bosa is? It's Joey. It's, it's Joey. <laughs> On the 49ers, it's Nick. No, no, but it was not. No, the Chargers, man. Oh, 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 it's oh, Joey sorry, sorry. Bosa. Sorry, yeah, that's Joey. Oh, yeah, my gosh, yeah. I'm getting my Bosa brothers mixed up. Yeah, Joey Bosa yeah. was feasting up there. I thought you were going all the way back to the Super Bowl last <laughs> no. year. Talking about the 49ers no, I'm, talk- Nick I'm Bosa. talking about what the Chargers did to yeah. them last yeah, week. Yeah, yeah. And so I think that this is a Judon prove my franchise worth player kind of game. Mm, mm. That's an interesting one. Um, yeah, like the I we got a question in Ravens mailbag earlier this week about whether Wink would send more blitzes or try to do some delayed blitzes or what the the pressure packages could look like. Mm-hmm. And pressure on Mahomes is such a difficult thing because. Not only can he just – if you give him time, he'll pick you apart and he can deliver it anywhere on the field. But when you bring pressure, he can wiggle out of the pocket, and yep. he's as good as there is on a broken play. I mean – Well, now you got one-on-ones versus Tyreek Hill deep down the field. You know, it's, yeah. it's tough. Yeah, I mean, I, I still have visions of that fourth down play in Kansas City two years ago where Ooh. he hit Hill. Ooh. I, I know, you shudder, you shudder at that one. I mean, that was a broken play that was just uh, a great player making a great play. That's all that was. Yep. So – I don't know that sending a ton of blitz pressure is is necessarily the answer, and so yeah, Judon would have to to make some plays. What about? I think Calais too. I think yeah. Calais is going to have a really important piece. Get those those big old paws up there, knock down some footballs, yep. um, and also provide interior pressure and move Mahomes around. Totally agree. It all. It also. I mean. This is obviously going to be a test on the secondary for a million different reasons, but this is going to be the first game without Tavon Young. Yep. And well, how I mean, did they... really the majority of the Texans game was without? Yeah, that's Tavon true. Young. That's true. But so, what do they do? Do they just move Humphrey inside, like they did last year? Yeah. What, when you have what, a three cornerback really, set. Yeah. What really bugs me about this is that I really like Jimmy Smith against Travis Kelsey and the prospect of that matchup. Uh, well, they did that last year pretty much too, right? Yeah, and Kelsey had made some plays, but. You know, I think I think that Jimmy did a pretty good job, and, and and I think Jimmy's just even better at that kind of assignment now, and so it just really bums me out if that if that gets kind of ruined because of this because Marlon has to go inside and then Jimmy has to go outside. So it makes me think that the Ravens are still going to rotate guys around that it's not going to be just strictly okay now Marlon you're in the slot for a hundred percent of the game. You know, mm-hmm. and, and Jimmy, you're outside. I think that the Ravens still want to play the matchups game, particularly against these guys. Uh, and so I, I think that it's going to be a rotation. It's a, you bring up a good point about Jimmy. Couldn't they just put Jimmy on Kelsey pretty much the entire game and then 
use Averett, you know, right. and that could be the option too. Like they basically just say Jimmy versus Kelsey, you know, match him up for whatever, 80% of the time. Right. Am I seeing Sammy Watkins is kind of banged up for this week? I I'm say. not sure. Anyway, it's going to be interesting. Yeah. All right, to another email. Uh, Tyler Gross writes, uh, what's up, Ravens Flock? Wanted to know what you guys think of your rookie projections before the season after two weeks. You still sticking with your picks for the Ravens standout rookies and what their contributions will be? Second, how big of an impact do you think the Tavon, injury, uh, Tavon Young injury will have on our team? Just talked about that. Uh, all right, thank you, Tyler, for the email. Uh, so I think our projections for the rookies are pretty spot on. I mean, yeah, we both said that Patrick Queen was going to be a playmaker. Check. Both, <laughs> both said J.K. Dobbins is going to be a stud. Check. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else was there? I or mean, you know, sit- where and I think we talked about this last week on the pod. I did strike out on Malik Harrison and his early impact. I thought that he would not have as big an impact or be a starter at least from the get go. Uh, and he's been very, very good. Yeah, but, I mean, we're also sitting here talking about how LJ Force is exactly. great, so exactly. it's not like we really missed on that one. Right, exactly. Totally. We we said all along it doesn't matter who actually starts at that position, that right. both those guys would play, and that's what's been the case, and both of them have played really well. I mean, LJ has made more pl- splash plays, obviously. Really, um, what it, really what it is is I was just predicting that LJ Fort was going to be amazing, get off to an amazing start. I just, really? I nailed, so che- so, I just nailed so that. Check. 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 You know, you know who we did, I think everyone kind of slept on this summer was, was Tyree Phillips. That was, that would be the one guy yes. that I would say it wasn't until really late in the game that I think everyone started to look at him and say, wait, could he be the starter at right guard? Um, and obviously he, yeah, he has moved into that role. Um, so that was the one guy that I think people kind of slept on, but yeah, we said all along that this rookie class was going to be good and early on they look fantastic i mean it's it's pretty remarkable when you think about we were all excited about last year's rookie class and hollywood brown what he, what he could do this rookie class seems to be significantly more impactful in terms of the number of yep. players um, this is looking like that 2018 class yeah, that class. It seriously is. Yeah, it's seriously. You got starters on both sides of the ball, multiple guys, rookies in week one in a weird offseason. That says a ton about this group. So, And I, and you know what's funny about the 2018 class is also you can practically insert J.K. Dobbins in there because Hayden Hurst was traded for that pick that was used on J.K. Dobbins. Right. Yeah. Right. So let, let's see. Lamar, J.K. Dobbins, Mark Andrews, Orlando Brown, and mm-hmm. I think Bradley Bozeman. Crazy. Yeah. Anyway. anyway. Yeah. Uh, last email here comes from Daniel Mills. He says, hey, guys, I'm honestly shocked that I haven't realized this sooner, but there's a local brewery here. Ooh, in- now this is that. Now we're talking. Now, now we're talking. This is the best email of the week. Uh, local brewery here in Abbotsford that is named Ravens Brewing. And I think it would only be right if I sent you guys some beer from there. Now we're talking. I'm on board. I'm on board. He says now they don't have a pumpkin beer yet, but he reached Mm. out to them to see if there was one coming out soon. So he says he's going to send us a four pack. Four pack, too. You know what that means. It's always good beer. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's always true. Good beer. But four pack, he's sending it to the facility here, I'm guessing? I don't know. I mean, I guess so. I think it's a facility, so good luck getting any. 
Oh boy. Well, I'm gonna have to swing it when I come in for testing. I'm gonna have to swing in. Have to go swing by. I swear, if you drink my beer, I swear, if you drink my beer, you're a dead man. Well, I'm pretty sure you were tapping into a four pack at the beginning of that L.J. Ford interview. So. <laughs> well, I need to re- I need to restock then. <laughs> um, and I'll also say for Daniel Mills, so thank you for that. Uh, maybe that's just payment because I beat him in our fantasy football league, which you bailed out on. I mm. beat him this week, one thirty-seven to one thirty-five. Oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> Handed it to Daniel. Just a solid win. Had it measured. Solid, solid win. Butt kicking. <laughs> I picked up I picked up Ben Roethlisberger off waivers this week. By the way, I'm just shameful, disgraceful. Oh yeah, you have you have no oh no no limits. <laughs> I had no to do limits. it. I'm off the two and zero start. I can't falter now. <laughs> anyway, thanks for listening. Get ready for Monday night. Hey!